welcome to the podcast. I'm Ross, and welcome to 2024. Yes, and I'm Phil, and you've stolen my thunder on that one. So, no, <laughs> welcome to the <laughs> As I said it, as I said it, as I said it, I was like, actually, that should be said by the second person who... who that's fine. You, you just you just shanked me on that one, Ross. It's all good. Um, welcome to twenty twenty four, indeed. And today uh, we are going to be looking at the upcoming movies in twenty twenty four. We're also going to uh, go back and um, revisit uh, twenty twenty three with the essential list. Uh, I'll explain a little bit about that when we get to it, and no doubt we'll touch on a few of the movies we've been watching of late. Ross, how the devil are you, sir? Hmm. Well, <clears throat> I think this year is looking up already with a few fingers crossed. So I think that's good. a positive sign. How about yourself? Yes, no, good, good, good. I see you've you started the year watching watching some classic Bond films on the big screen. I'm a bit jealous. Yes, we um the Prince Charles Cinema is, is literally showing all of them in four K, uh, which is exciting. And it occurred to Niffy and I but with neither of us well, why would we have uh, have ever seen Doctor No on a big screen? No, so, and again, why would you, right? Like, it's well, it, it's not the most replayed or kind of heralded of Bond films, I think. No, even though it's the first one. Um, but you're right. And uh, I think we're starting to put together a list of ones we definitely want to see. Like, for example, I think we've both said we want to see From Russia With Love, because I've, I've actually seen that on the big screen once, and it is fantastic. It's uh, a great course, film, From Russia With Love. Of course, Goldfinger. So, so there are certain ones we we unquestionably want to see on a big screen. I think we'll be skipping Thunderball, though. <laughs> you shit on Thunderball. There are the one I really want to see on the big boring. screen. The one yeah. I really, really want to see on the big screen is um, I want to see a view to a kill on the big screen. So do I, funnily enough. And also, well, we should make a day for that. And then also, um, I really want to watch um, Live and Let Die, being yes. the first Roger. And I want to immediately afterwards read his. There's that amazing uh, on set account that he wrote. It's almost like an like an. Uh, is that the W? Is that the Double O Seven Diaries? Uh, I think it's been named a couple of different things. It literally just says on my one Roger Moore in, in Live and Let Die, which I thought at first was a novelization, but it turned out it was actually his own on set account of making the movie. No, nice. you, you can read it in like it's, it was re-released. I think almost just just before he passed away. Like you could actually get it quite easily. I think uh, nice. and it's a terrific, terrific read anyway. But I would love to go and see that on the big screen because again, never seen that one in the cinema for sure. Yeah. Uh, and I definitely for you. see. Well, I, well, I was going to say I definitely want to see uh, for your eyes only. Because yeah. Your Eyes Only was the first Bond movie I did see on the big screen. Well, so that was going to be my next question. That was a question I was going to ask. What was your first Bond movie on the yeah. big screen? So, yeah. um, was, yeah. to the other one I'd quite like to see. I'd quite like to see um, Spy Love Me, just because of the opening. Same. Like, yeah, no, that's absolutely such incredible. amazingly yeah. cinematic opening. Um, yeah, my first, my first Bond on the big screen, I actually think, was Licence to Kill. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? It's not, not the worst first Bond film to watch. No, again, uh, and of course, it was a see, I'd love to see both fifteen. It's the first Bond yeah. film that was a fifteen rating. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which now it's like you know, like it's so less a fifteen than than say um, No Time to Die or something. But it was also the first. I wonder if it's still a fifteen or is it like a twelve now? It's probably a twelve. I think, well, because Die Hard was an eighteen, right? And Die Hard's now a, a, 15. a fifteen. Much to yeah. my daughter's annoyance at Christmas, because uh, obviously Cineworld were doing like um, yes, a yes. great series of of retro Christmas movies. And by the way, like I can honestly say, I don't know why Cineworld doesn't do this more often, because every single time they do a retro movie. If it's like a, a relatively well-known one, don't get me wrong, Star Trek The Motion Picture was not as well attended. But, you know, yeah. the biggest screen in Eastbourne was filled up for Die Hard. There wasn't, there literally wasn't a seat there. Brilliant. And the biggest screen in Eastbourne was filled up for Home Alone as well. That's and you kind I was of actually going to say, I was going to say for Doctor No yesterday. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> Obviously, it's central London. <clears throat> Are you all right? You got... No, I'm a bit froggy. Apologies. Uh, apologies, <laughs> I'm a bit froggy. Um, <clears throat> but what I was going to say is we were really pleased at how full the cinema was. I mean, obviously, the Prince Charles is a fairly dedicated, you know, audience, but it's still, you know, a bo the first Bond film on a Saturday afternoon, 3.15 or yeah. Saturday afternoon. And it was pleasingly full. I mean, there was a, a scattering of available seats, but that was actually really, it was a good audience for it, if you know what I mean. It was, yeah, it was really cool. Um, according to, mm -hmm. according to, 
um, the BBFC at the moment. Now, I don't know if there's mm. like other versions of this rating, but it, like I've just Googled it and it's still coming up mm. as a 15. Okay. Um, I mean, it is pretty license... serious. The stuff, the stuff that comes up is pretty serious. Yeah, License to Kill contains moderate bloody violence and injury mm. details. Someone gets eaten by a shark. Spoiler alert. Um, I think it was also, to... I think it was also, I think it was also that, um, the woman get he whip uh, Robert Darby whips that woman. It's pretty brutal, yes, particularly yeah, yeah, yeah. for them. But then at the same point, you know, Casino Royale Bond gets his bollocks and oh, mashed as well. So, um, which still every time I think of that scene makes me just go, ooh. And also wonder why they didn't do it in the David Niven film. Can you imagine David Niven getting his bollocks smashed? Probably <laughs> <laughs> would have a very different reaction, I'd imagine. <laughs> oh, behave. <laughs> anyway, look, before we get on to um before we get on to all of that, let's let's have a very, very quick kind of talk about what we've been watching. Um, as usual, old film, new film. So <laughs> newest, newest new film and newest other film that we've mm. been watching, which is probably an older film. So um, I'll go, f- I'll open today. I went and saw Night Swim. Oh, right. My yes, first I do, 2024 I do, movie. I do want to see it. <laughs> Ross, <laughs> what was your biggest criticism of Boogeyman? Oh, is it that bad? <laughs> no, but what is your biggest um, criticism of Boogeyman? Well, it just turns some lights on. Right. No, <laughs> when you have a haunted swimming pool. Don't go into the swimming pool. And yeah. I spent pretty much my entire time watching the film going... Like, and, and actually, like, I'm not giving anything away. Like, some of the family yeah. twig quite early on, there's something not quite right with the swimming pool, right? And right. I'm like, just don't go into the pool. Don't go into the pool. <laughs> just stop going in the pool! Um... Yeah. It's all right. It's 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 not that scary. It's not that kind of. It's, I'm quite. It's a, a, um, I'm quite a fan of Wyatt Russell. Some sort. Of oh, Wyatt Russell's, Russell's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I want to see a. I want to see a remake of. Um, uh, oh God, Escape from New York with Wyatt Russell. I think that would be great. He'd be perfect to take over. In fact, I think they should remake all of Kurt Russell's early films with Wyatt. <laughs> Let's get the thing remade thing. with Wyatt yeah. Russell. Let's get yeah. let's get Overboard re- remade with Kate Hudson and Wyatt mm-hmm. Russell. Fantastic and weird, but yes. <laughs> Actually, no. Sorry, yes. I forgot no, that Kate no, Hudson. No, no, that's why that would be amazing. <laughs> I forgot that Kate Hudson is not only um, director, she is she is, the, is, she, is she Kurt Russell's daughter, Kate Hudson, or is she just Goldie Hawn's daughter? I think she's just Goldie Hawn's daughter. They, they've she? been together for, but they've been together for so long. No, surely she's is she not both their daughter? I, I, I'm gonna have to. Um... <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love the idea of a director goes, and now the kissing scene, and then they're all like, oh, oh, wait, no, oh, no, no. <laughs> we have to stop. We have to stop. No, her now. dad is Bill Hudson. Her dad oh. is not, her dad is not Kurt So Russell. she must have been, so presumably, she, um, well, hang on, are Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn still, t- they must be still yeah, together, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so she's, she's 44, from, mate. She's oh, I, keep like... how, I keep forgetting how old she is. But she's like, yeah, she looks like yeah, yeah, she looks okay. like twenty five. But then, no, no, but then she still yeah. would be, she still would be Wyatt Russell's half sister. Oh yeah, totally. It's wrong all the way around. <laughs> However, we do this. <laughs> However, you try to see this, it's wrong. However, you do this, it will be wrong. Anyway, <laughs> um, I saw Night Swim. It was, it was all right. Like, like I, it was, it was a solid five out of ten. Like, You're like sure. it didn't, it didn't set my world on fire by any stretch. Um. And like, but there, there's a couple of nice tense bits, but like, it was worth seeing because yeah, I'm a fan of White Russell. Um, I think I want to see him in more. Um, but yeah. yes, so that's that was my new film. What about your new film? Well, the newest film that we have seen, uh, which was at the cinema, but I think it counts as a 2023. I'm trying to figure out when that's it came right. out here. Um, I'm just trying to remember if it came out here. Uh, it, it really doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be. Okay. A oh, it's just, it's oh, no, no, it said it was, no, to be fair, it said it was released in December the 30th. It's, it's um, the Felix Chong film, The Goldfinger, which stars uh, Andy Lau and uh, Tony Leung. Um, oh, okay. So when you put, you saw the gold, I saw Goldfinger, not The Goldfinger. No, so I, no, no. I was going to say, why <laughs> have you watched Doctor No and Goldfinger in the wrong order? In the now wrong order, yes. That would make, that would be pretty horrible. So, no, um, it's uh, based on a true life. Uh, something like 15 year long pursuance 
of this essentially fight white collar criminal, for what a better way to say okay. it, uh, played by Tony Leung. It it's it's two hours and it didn't feel too long. There was a bit where it gets a bit patchy in the middle. It's uh, As, a, let's be honest, most Hong Kong films of well, this ilk do get a bit patchy. That like well, that's they're not. always quite consist inconsistent. I find. Yeah, I mean, look, this was this is a relatively minor uh, criticism of the film. It's a very good film. Uh, it's uh, it's not an action movie by any means. I think people thought being the Infernal Affairs. It's well, from a co-writer of Infernal Affairs, starring literally on IMDb. Guardian. It says genre action crime. So yeah, and it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's more of a crime drama. It has yeah. a touch of, uh, as Niffy pointed out, has a touch of Wolf of Wall Street as he's as his right like meteoric oh, rise nice. in terms of the financing goes. Around. That's fair. Um, I mean, it's very, very good. I mean, it's definitely, definitely worth watching. Like, it's definitely worth watching. Um, uh, Lau and Leung are both incredible. I mean, the cast are all very good in it. Uh, it has some very funny moments. It has a few genuinely very tense bits in it as well. Um, so, what? But I guess what I'm saying is, don't go along thinking that it is like hyper violent or, or actually, yeah, it really isn't an action movie whatsoever. Um, there are a few moments that are action-ish, but it's not. It's just that's not the movie. But it was an absorbing film. Really enjoyed it. Um, there's something there's something about the period of it because it takes place over like let's like, say about fifteen years. The way they age or up is very clever. All of that, all of that stuff is good. You know, it's it's all uh, nice. quite absorbing and compelling. You know. Um, so um, yes. my my older older film was uh, I took the family this week uh, to the local mm. cinema club. Um, as you know, I've spoken about this mm. a few times. I've watched Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid there. I've watched The Sting, um, Bullet. Um, I took the family to see The Princess Bride, um, ah, which fantastic. Emmy had never clearly never seen, and uh, Zoe hadn't seen for years. And I've only ever <clears> seen it once. And I have to admit, the first <clears> time I watched it, I was like, I didn't, um, I didn't like, I didn't get it. I got it, yeah. but I didn't. I, I got why it was a good film. I just didn't get why everyone thought it was one of the the, the most culty, iconic films ever. And actually, rewatching yeah. it again, I was like, "Yeah, do you know what? Actually, it's really good. It's really funny. The script's really good. The cast are really good." Um, and yeah, overall, I was like, "It's a it's a pretty decent movie," and I really enjoyed it. So, um, Princess Bride was my older film that I watched. Clearly, so yours gonna, is going to be a Bond film, isn't it? Well, so here's the thing. So if we ignore Doctor No, and if we ignore the most recent How can old you film... ignore Doctor No, well, Ross? Well, as, as we've touched on. <laughs> and if we ignore that Niffy and I watched Aquaman last night after having watched Aquaman 2, because it kind of got to the bug to watch Aquaman again, which was... Really? Okay. Really? It was okay. It was okay. Aquaman it was okay. is still much better than Aquaman 2 by... I don't know like about that. Fucking gazillion. I don't know. I don't know about that. But what I will say is the stuff I'd forgotten about Aquaman, which was a lot... A lot of it does pay off at Aquaman too, and I think that's quite cool. I that's I I totally forgotten that, for example, Randall Park was in the first Aquaman. Completely forgot about that. I oh, forgot that I he mean, actually. I think most people I, have forgotten most like, things about but what, it. But what I mean is, there's, there's there's plenty that actually does connect really well with the sequel. So fair play. But regardless of that, the old film I want to talk about, if we skip back a couple of days, is one that I think you commented on Facebook as well. It's called The New Kids from 1985. Oh, yeah, yeah. What, what's that about? And, right, so, and it's also called Striking Back in some territories. Is this film, it's directed by Sean S. Cunningham, of course, Friday oh, the 13th. Friday the 13th. It's a, the best way to describe it is a, it's a high school revenge movie <gasps> with, with two I mean... kids. I mean, everyone, everyone, all the high school kids are 24 years old, which is great. I, I mean, um, standard, right? It's made in 1985, so it just has that look of a film. You've got a guy who kind of went on, a kind of un, an unknown guy who then went on to become assistant DA in Los Angeles and prosecuted some incredibly well, like well-known cases and stuff. So that's kind of interesting. Oh, what, in real life? In real life, yes. Oh, okay, uh, mad. Laurie, Laurie Laughlin is the girl, and obviously she's just gone to prison, so that's kind of interesting uh, for a while, only for a few months or a few, few, few years or something to do about schools. That schools thing in LA, so that's quite funny. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. You also have a few. We well, have a few other people. You've got Tom Atkins who plays their dad, and then you've got uh, who I love, and then you've got um, uh, fucking hell, uh, James Spader playing a genuinely terrifying psychopathic, but angelic looking. He's got this like incredible halo of blonde, like puffy blonde hair, super charming and devilish villain who's like okay. the, lead, the leader of the bad kids, so to speak. Um. And it's this kind of story of escalation. Now, what the film does really, really interestingly, as opposed to a lot of other similar films, is the two kids are army brats. 
And the very beginning of the movie, you see Tom Atkins, who's their dad, training them. So they are like these, they, they can run like crazy, they can fight, they have survival skills, they are like proper, capable, like, like, like they're like young soldiers, basically. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, they, and then a, an incident happens, they have to move away to a, like a more rural, like rednecky area where they go to high school and there's this team of bullies led by Spader who, who basically cause havoc and get away with Don't give away you know, too much, I'm going to watch it. No, 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 you need to watch it and stuff. And so then essentially what happens is this, is this game of escalation because they won't let anyone fuck with them, but the bullies obviously kind of get worse and worse. Okay. You've got Eric Stoltz in a small supporting role, but he's really good at it too. And I don't want to over, I don't want to overblow this movie because it's not perfect by any means. But yeah, I've fallen into escalates. this trap of Ross overhyping yeah, the movie. Yeah, you know, well, I try not to do. I try, going, I try hmm. not to do that. I try. I try not to do that. But the final act, which is essentially a showdown at a fairground between our kids and the bullies, is just great. Like it's nice. just great, and um, it just gives you the good stuff. It's really simple. It's like ninety minutes. And it, but the reason why I'm so compelled by this film is I just don't understand how I never saw it. Yeah, I do. When you watch it, you'll be like, I feel like I, I feel like I should. I've seen it and I should have seen it and I haven't seen it. Like you'll get all of that kind of. You're not getting at like the way the, the film I, looks. I know exactly what you're getting at. You it's, love Friday it's... the Thirteenth, right? Like Sean S. Cunningham as a director is really yeah. yeah. Why would Why would I not watch a film? So they make they make Sean very from, well. I mean, as in, as so in directed by getting, Sean S. Cunningham. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's something about the way it plays out. Well, it just, I'll, I'll leave. I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. There's yeah, some really interesting cool. things that the kids do where you go, "Fuck!" Like it's it's really interesting. I'm I'm genuinely <laughs> looking forward to to, to, yeah, let me to seeing it now. Like let me now, know you now you've beat now you've built it built it up to a point where I'm like probably going to hate it. Um... <laughs> I don't think you will. No, I, I don't. Think, I don't think I've overdone. No, I honestly don't think I've overdone it. I, I there's yeah, it's really good. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, look. Um, that's fun. Uh, I want to talk about one thing before we move on. Um, and and I, I'm going to talk about this and I, it's not for a big conversational debate, but mm. um, I watched, I've watched both the new Ricky Gervais and both the new Dave Chappelle specials. Ah, I've done Chappelle on, on, on that point. I've watched Chappelle, but not, not Gervais. So I'm getting to a point now where I'm like, Chappelle is clearly a talented comedian, right? Can't deny this. Gervais is clearly an incredibly intelligent comedian and some of his earlier stuff is amazing right but both of them have now decided that their way to move forward is just their whole comedy would just be about punching down and it's not even now it's not even now satire about punching down and how you know there's nothing clever about it it's just punching down and i watched ricky gervais one and i laughed i laughed it wasn't terrible but i walked away from it going that's possibly the least intelligent thing Ricky Gervais has ever done. And I watched Chappelle last night and I walked away and I was like, I probably laughed three or four times during it, maybe a couple of times. But I was just like, it just felt really easy. Like there was nothing smart or clever about it. And I'm just like, I'm just at a point now, I'm just like, can we get back to the point where these good comedians actually write comedy rather than just making jokes at the expense of other groups of people and it's not even like it's not even like Chappelle cracks a clever joke about trans people in there it's just constantly punching down and I'm just like I'm really bored because both of them can do so much better um, okay, so, so I'm just like okay, I'm, yeah. I'm just bored of them both now it's like you did this basically what you did in your last special was the slightly smarter version of what you've done in this special and if you do that again on the next one I'm just gonna be like yeah like, I'm going to counter this. Well, I'm going to agree with you, and I'm also going to counter this. And I think that the, while I'm going to counter it, I basically agree with you. Now, I haven't seen Gervais, so and I will do it at some point. In fact, I haven't seen the yeah. last few. And I it's fine. It's it's and, um, it's, got, it's definitely so funny in places. The Chappelle thing. The Chappelle thing. I actually laughed through most of it, not all of it, most of it. I. But think, wasn't it his least funny special um, so far? I'm going to get. I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it because I can just laugh at a cheap joke, but. I think what's happened, I can't say for Gervais, but I imagine it's with Gervais as well because he's in the spotlight a lot, is I think comedians have now gone very, very tired of being told what they're not allowed to say 
And I think they're kind of childishly reacting and going, fuck you, I'm just going to say all this shit anyway. Which is why, but, but uh, hang on, hang on. Yeah. Which is what? Well, which is why it's not so smart, and why it's not so. Um, what's the word? Taking the edge off the satire and just doing the the, the cheap joke. Now, I don't actually think they're punching down. What I think that oh, it is. No, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me explain. I don't think they're actually punching down. I think what they're doing is they're punching out. Because I think they're sick of people saying, you can't say this about that. You can't do this. By the way, I'm not excusing them. I'm just saying, I think this is why it's happening. You but, can't say that about trans people. I, you can't say that about this. You can't do this. You, and, basically, and what they're basically doing, which is the wrong reaction, is saying, fuck you, yes, I can. Now, I actually agree with that. In that, in that I genuinely believe that Okay, I know there are going to be some exceptions to this rule, although I, I try to steer away from them. I think you should be able to joke about literally anything because you're making jokes. And and that includes punching down. And that includes punching down. And all I mean by that is... Uh, you, well, well, hang on, hang on. That I don't agree. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I haven't finished. That includes punching down, but what it shouldn't be is exclusively punching down. It should be that, in my opinion, you should be able to joke about anything. But if you, but if you spend an hour punching down... I, that's completely. I mean, no. you do what you want. You, you can do yeah. what you want. No, no. Okay. So you, I, should be, you should be punching up, down, left, right. You should be yes. punching in so, all directions. And what? And I honestly think what's happened with the Chappelle one. This is my just my opinion. Aside from the Chris Rock thing, which he brought in, I think just because that was just re that really happened and stuff. Yeah, yeah. The right? Chris Rock thing right? was quite and good. the attack, Chris and the attack on him. But uh, no, it was good. But what but I'm saying, it ended I, with I a cheap only, joke. Right. Well, this is what I'm getting at. This is what I'm getting at. It was only brought in really because it was a real event, and then it crossed over with him, the guy attacking him, and all about the stuff about yeah. Travis. I thought was hilarious. So, so I think I think in many ways the Chris Rock stuff was almost only there because it ha actually happened, and it wasn't just another part of this morass of people going, yeah. "You can't say this, and you can't do so, that." And, and by so, the way, most people, most people saying that. Shit, let me get a word right? in. You should well, hang on. I, hang on. I, I, no, no. no I by agree. the way, most people should just be. Most people should just simply be ignored not reacted to yeah that's what well, i'm getting at that's what overall, I'm getting at. I people should be right? ignored i agree that punching you should be you should be punching in all directions right like i i look back at yeah. uh, my favorite two comedians right two of my favorite comedians um richard pryor um and bill hicks right and they would mm -hmm. if they punched down they would usually punch down in the context of themselves Right. Well, like, like Hicks, Hicks, Hicks punched down as Hicks always said he was a redneck, right? Like he came from, uh, you know, so he punched down at rednecks because he could punch down. Um, and then he would punch up and he would punch sideways. And you're absolutely right. They would, the problem, I think my problem with Gervais and Chappelle is they've both become one note comedians. And I've got the same issue, by the way, with Frankie Boyle. I think that's, see... But I think that's because of, I, but I actually think, and again, I can only guess. I think they have become one note because they are reacting too intensely to. But that's not an excuse. By the way, because, not, by the no, way if I'm you punch, if you punch sideways, no, no. But if you yeah. punch sideways, up, down, left, right, yeah. and round, then yeah. no one's going to criticise you for singling out a group, right? Oh, they will. Like, oh no, no, they, they will. No, they will. No, 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 they won't. Will no, no. They'll still do it. They'll still do it. But they, they won't have the grounds for it because you are more balanced. Exactly. The problem is. Chappelle is now solely known as the comedian that punch, punches down against trans people. Yeah. And someone that's that rich, that yeah. kind of, that, that comes from a, a, a background which is so punched down upon by society in general, mm -hmm. I don't, it, it's like, it's like, I'm going to punch down on you. Now, do it, do a couple of jokes on it and fine, you know, whatever. You can laugh sure. at them and you move on and, and whatever. But do a couple of jokes on that and that's absolutely fine. Make your entire set about it for two specials. Yeah. And then I'm like, mm, this is no longer punching down. This is actually now bullying. That's and what it gets I mean. The well, no, I felt quite me, uncomfortable watching it. Well, for me, I never see, I never felt it was bullying because I, I never felt that. What I felt. Did he was, do many other felt, jokes that didn't no, end up not no, being trans? No, 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 no. I. Again, I'm not disagreeing with what he said, like 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 the, what he said, or how right or wrong it was, or whatever. That's whatever. What I'm getting at is, I don't think it's bullying. I think it is. Um, 
and I, I, I suppose I've been well slightly carefully. I feel like it's lashing out, like not against trans people, but I think I think who are they lashing out, out against? Hold on, against stop, all the people, stop. against no, no, all the people, no, no, against no, no, all the people. No, no, I get it. Go, you can't who, do this. No, you stop, can't stop, pay stop, that. Stop. You can't do this. I get That's it. You. But who are they lashing out against? They are the two Most most successful. Stop. They are the two most successful and richest comedians that have a license to do whatever the fuck they want on Netflix without any censorship or without any constraint. They have all the money in the world. They can open arenas globally. Who the fuck is telling them they can't do anything? And the answer is... No one. No, 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 it's Twitter. (laughs) No, but this, hold on, you're missing the point. Why does it matter? No one is it going to stop. Dude, them. I just said that. I just said that. No, said but no one's going to stop. Them. So, they, should, so why, they should ignore it. They so should why ignore it? it. Yeah, they do. And because they're not, they're not punching down anymore. It's bordering on bullying. And it gets to the point where you're just like, like, if me as a white guy went on stage and did a set about a, a minority, right? And that was my entire yeah. set. I was, I, if yeah. Ricky Gervais all of a start, sudden started doing jokes about ethnic minorities yes you'd be like hmm and again i i am i have always said there is nothing literally nothing that you can't joke about like like i've heard jokes i've heard jokes by i'm really uncomfortable jokes by jewish comedians about the holocaust and you're like and your soul like i i don't know if you were there i think you were when we saw francesca martinez in brighton at the comedian yes that sounds right yes and she was doing jokes about having sex as as with a disability and i remember like sitting in my seat thinking this is possibly the most uncomfortable comedy it it didn't help that i was literally two foot away from her because we were in the front row Mm. um so like but when you're just doing a name jokes that are just that, for uh, uh, people that like Ricky Gervais is punching down is, is lashing out against people on Twitter. I mean, yeah, I know. Fuck me. Do you really give a shit what that cesspool of listen, shite listen, honestly, actually well, says? Well, honestly, well, honestly, my the way to address it is to just go before I start tonight. I just want to say, people on Twitter who are complaining about me saying whatever this, that, and the other. Go fuck yourselves. Now everyone on with the comedy. That would be uh, yes. that would be more interesting. That'd what they're trying to do is say go fuck right. yourself by doing yes. the jokes yes, that people tell yes, you that you are. can't do. And I'm like, Yes, they are. But that's, yes, they are. that's and, literally... and, and, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's 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 what's the word? It is the low road to take, right? It, but however, it is completely um what's the word? understandable in a human perspective from a human perspective and all i'm getting at is if all you're hearing because let's face it they aren't hearing and, and by the way again this should all be ignored it doesn't actually matter <laughs> it should, it should, i think it should not be if you, i think it should be I ignored. not if you've got that ignored. level of privilege <clears throat> no, no when no, you've no, got no, that no, level no, of privilege no, you can just no, go above no, no, it that's not what i'm that's not what i'm saying no that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is the shit they're hearing on twitter or whatever that's the stuff that should be ignored but what they don't hear in balance is all of the dare i say the site majority saying we really like you you're really funny they don't hear that so all they're also doing what is they don't out, hear they're lashing out of their crit they're lashing out of their critics right which i think from a sort of human perspective is completely understandable oh yeah like, completely I, but but Hicks would but, lash out his critics but, it, it's but, fine but but the higher road to take is to go don't give a fuck what any of you're saying anyway on with the comedy and by the way, here's my one joke about the trans, just to fuck you off. And next. Yeah. 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 No, and that's, my... Do you know what? But... And that's exactly it. And yeah. if they did that, mm. I would be like, okay, cool. But when you then, when you basically build an entire set around a reaction to a few people on Twitter saying you can't do something. Sure. And sure. you forget to put in that, you forget to put really funny jokes and you forget to put... Well, I have to say, with Chappelle, intelligence, but it was nothing. <laughs> I all like, look at that Chappelle thing, right? Not one joke in that was about anything other than someone else in the whole Chris Rock thing, sure, or the trans community, or people in wheelchairs, or gay people. It's like sure. there was no smartness in any of that. And Chappelle is fucking smart, and Gervais yeah, is fucking smart. Gervais's earlier stuff, like you watch that and you just go, "Oh man, that actually makes you think." And now it's just like now it's just like lazy comedy one on one. Anyway, let's move on um, because we don't want to talk about them. But I just I don't I just I'm, I think I'm getting a bit bored of 
like Netflix just giving people carte blanche to be wankers. And it's like, you don't have to be. You can be smart and take do something else. Anyway, uh, essential list. So this is something that we started for the website years and years and years ago. Uh, the website doesn't exist anymore. But uh, Ross and a few others bugged me about doing it last year, and I did it for the podcast, and I forgot this year. So what we do is we we all pick um, in a category our favourite films in that category. And the categories are things like um, award show, indie, streaming, blockbuster, big budget, wildcard, uh, which can be anything, musical comedy, animated, and sci-fi, horror, or thriller. Um, and then we also pick our turds of the year. Um, we we then have one vote, and the vote is, you know, you have to vote people out, films that you've seen, uh, you can't vote out a film that you haven't seen, which always ends up with with quite an interesting list, of a quirky list. Weirdly, this year is probably our most commercial list we've ever had, which is odd. Mm. Because um, last year we had things like um, Barbarian and A Violent Man and RRR and Brian and Charles, which I never even heard of. Um, so there was some really interesting films last year. This year's actually quite con- quite normal. So uh, so uh, there's six of us um, that have all been involved with the podcast or website or something else. Um, and the essential list uh, this year was Saltburn. Rye Lane, which I saw just after Christmas, um, and I retrospectively have inserted it back into my top 10 of 2023 because it was brilliant. Good Thank enough. you for that recommendation. Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, Godzilla Minus One. All of these films were in mine or Ross's top um, top uh, 10, um, including Oppenheimer. So like a lot of these are from our top 10. Past Lives, uh, Desperation Road, Sisu, and Killers of the Flower Moon. So that was our essential list for 2024. Um, so the films you probably should see. Uh, glad that um, Godzilla Minus One and Sisu snick, snuck into that, because I think they are both, I think they are two of the most interesting films of the year for me. Yeah. And then our turn of the year, which will make Ross no end of excited and happy, was Expendables 4. Well, hang on. I'm not happy that it's that bad. Like, I'm like, you're happy that people agreed with you. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it was never going to be good because the other three weren't good. <laughs> being, like, not controversial, but being honest, like, both of us, like, I don't remember either of us ever actually coming out of a, um, of an Expendables movie going, oh, mate, that delivered on its promise. I think every every Expendables movie, we walked out and went, that's all right. Yeah, at best. It, it was all right. Like, like, and I think I preferred like three more than. Yeah, two three. And one, I think three, but... three was a lot of fun. Two was definitely better than one, like loads better than one. Um, but but just... in general, I think we we've all we've both been. Huh. Um, yeah. So look, let's talk. Um, let's talk the movies that are coming out this year. Now, what I'm going to do is I am going to go through a list from RollingStone.com um, of the bigger movies that are coming out this year. And my plan is that when you get to one of the ones that's in your five most anticipated, you go, that's in my most anticipated. Let me have a quick chat about it. But other ones will probably okay. just relatively doff past. So I'll do it in order. There's about 50 on this list. I'm not going to pick them all because, yeah. Um, so first one that comes on the list, uh, and is it actually a film I am looking forward to? It's not on my list, but Mean Girls, the musical. Um, mean Girls, the se- the remake musical. Well, it's, because like it's just a really it. fucking good idea, right? It's a good idea. And, yeah. and also it's like the same, a lot of the same people that did Mean Girls are coming back to well, do Tina this. Faith, well, Tina Fey did do the book. The yeah. Show. So yeah. yeah. So I think it's I think it's a really and obviously the show launches in London next year. Uh, this year. Yeah, sorry. I'm excited. About, I'm excited. We about, have tickets. Yeah. We already have tickets. Oh, cool. We're like, I have to go and see that. Um, yeah. And on that on that subject, completely unrelated, we went and watched six again. Uh, six again for the second time yesterday. We watched six for the yeah. second time. Gets confusing. Um, and it's really good. Have you ever seen six? No, no, I've heard very good things about it. It's the most musical musical you'll ever see. Um, but <laughs> the thing with six that I love. Is it is literally eighty five minutes no interval? Wow, that's good. I quite like that. It's yeah. eighty five minutes no interval, and you walk away and you go, and you don't feel like you like like you've you've missed out, right? You, you walk away no, no, and go, no, sure. that's really good. Uh, I want to do a show one day on on just theatre, like, like anyway. So Mean Girls coming up January the twelfth. Um, a film called The Kitchen coming up January the nineteenth. Um, which is a dystopian social thriller about oh, government condemned I- London. I've seen it. I saw it for Biffa. It's uh, oh, have you? Right. Is it good? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's all right. All right. <laughs> all right. No, but like it's it's all right. It's all right. 
Um, yeah. <clears throat> next one that's probably of note coming out is Argyle. I think you're more keen to see this than me. I am. It's not on my my desperate list, but just it just looks like it's fun and stuff. And let's see if it uh, let's see if it holds up in terms of how it. I presume it's something like you see bits of the book and then you see bits of the film, like the actual real yeah. world and stuff. So I'm just curious to see if it holds. Up. I, I I like the look of it. It looks fun to me. My issue here is Vaughn is a somewhat sketchy director. Like yeah, he does some stuff, really right? good stuff and he's done yeah. some really bad stuff. I, I, have, like, I have enough I have enough I think he's done enough good to say it's probably worth a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um The Promised Land, Mad Mickelson. Um but this is from director Nick um, Yeah. Uh, but basically, he, I think he did. Um, what did he do? He did um, Hello High Water, I think. Um, so, oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. So, so it's like it just looks like an interesting film. Mads Mikkelsen's always uh, an interesting one. Hello, uh, Hello High Water was was it Hello High Water? Um, David McKenzie. Okay, it was. So I've read. So someone's put something wrong here. Anyway, The Promised Land, a rural Mads Mikkelsen. Um, I don't know. It just looks Mad Mikkelsen. Ha ha. Mm. Um, so 80, <laughs> 80 set uh, Lisa Frankenstein which looks quite quirky uh, it's another okay. Di- Diablo Kobe, Cody and like there's probably no one more um, hit and miss than Diablo Cody I find mm. uh, uh, she, 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 only, she only wrote it though she only wrote it though yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so like but I always find she's best as a writer rather than a, a director. Well yeah, uh, so let's see. Not on my list, but a film that I, I saw the trailer for and I'm really interested in this is Bob Marley One Love. Yeah, I've seen the trailer a couple of times. I think it looks pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean I'm not the biggest Marley fan, but I think that um the trailer makes it look really interesting and the cast look mm-hmm. great. Uh and I'm just kind of like, yeah, I really I think this is kind of a film that that kind of you know, is is about time. A, a film that I hadn't seen the trailer for until last week, and now I've seen the trailer three times, and I actually think it looks quite good, with caveats, is Madame Webb. Oh, you think that looks good? I thought the trailer yeah. was awful. I think oh, it looks all right. I've seen two different trailers as well, and I think it looks interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I guess you're not a fan of that. Well, I mean... Not really. I mean, as in, yeah, I hope it's good, but it's it looks to me like it's more Morbius than sort of... Venom or whatever. <laughs> like, I don't even know. I don't even know if that's good or bad. I don't even know if either of those is good. Um, well, look, Venom's terrible, but at least it's terribly enjoyable. Morpheus, oh, lots of fun. Morbius was just impossible. Terrible. Yeah. Um, so the first one that hits my list of films that I'm really, really looking forward to this year is Drive Away Dolls. So Ethan Cohen solo outing, um, without his brother. Yeah. Um, and it's got um. Uh, Andy uh, McDowell's daughter, Margaret Qualley, who is a fantastic actress. Really, really good. Yes. Um, yeah. And Matt it just Damon looks quirky. I saw the trailer. It's got Patrick and Matt Day. Yeah. yeah. Like Bernie Feldstein, uh, Coleman Domingo, who is rumoured to be taking over Kang in the MCU, I've heard. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's a really good choice, I think. Uh, so, look, I think Drive Away Dolls is, is the first film of the year that I'm like, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. It looks a bit quirky. It looks a bit different. Um, when I cast my list of ones I'm really looking forward to originally, I basically had all sequels, I realised, which mm. was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the first one that I'm I'm properly looking forward to. I think it looks really fun and different, and I hope it delivers. I'm not the biggest Coen Brothers fan either. So no, um, no. Next up is a film that I'm also on my list of five films that I'm really looking forward to, and that is Dune Part 2. Yeah, I, that's... Yeah, that's on my list as well, actually. As in, um, I'm hoping it lives up to the promise of the first one. Yeah, yeah and, and let's be honest, it's got all the young people in this. It's got uh, Timothée Chalamet, um, who, I have to say, has redeemed himself in my book uh, with Dune and Wonka. Uh, it's got um, Austin Butler, who did such a fucking fantastic job as Elvis. Um, yes. And then, of course, you've got Josh Brolin, Rebecca Ferguson, Happy about them. You've got, like, like Christopher Walken's in it, Florence Pugh's yep. in it. Um, you know, it's a, it's a hell of a cast. Um, and the first one was my film of whichever year it came out, I think 2020. <laughs> Um, so I'm really, really looking forward to uh, to this. Um, although I am slightly concerned hearing that they're planning a third one now. 
yeah, which tells me that this might not finish. Yeah, like yeah. I don't want it to be. I don't want it to be like a like a, a Harry Potter job where it's just like like. And now we're stretching this book over a third well, I, film. I won't lie. I I was surprised that it wasn't originally just going to be a trilogy anyway, just because of, there's a lot in Dune. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but, and, but if and, I have, but if I have, but if I haven't planned for it, you go, well, why have they done that? But then we didn't know they planned for a second one until we watched the first one, and it kind of like yeah, they didn't the make it obvious. But the first one, but the first one does finish on sort of a cliffhanger. So no, it, no, it, it does. But like that's what I'm saying. Until you watched it, I don't think we realised yeah. that it was it was that. Um, next up in on March eighth, and I'm interested in this because the first this filmmaker's first film was just fucking insane. Um, Rose Glass um, following up 2019 Saint Maud with Love Lies Bleeding. Now Saint Maud was um, yes. that was a fucking insane film. The last shot is incredible. The last, the last shot of that. Like, what is it with British films ending on on know, shots that make you just like salt burn? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so Saint Maud um, looks good. Um, it's Christian Stewart. Um, Love lies bleeding. Love lies bleeding. Love lies bleeding. Sorry, what did I say? Saint Maud, didn't I? Um, it's Christian Stewart, um, who's yeah, very very good actress. Uh, and you've got Ed Harris in it as well, uh, which yeah, always makes Frank it sound. Who I like. Yeah. Um, so I I think this could be a really really interesting film. So I'm looking forward to Love Lies. Love Love. It's not on my list, but Love Lies Bleeding, which clearly I can't say. Because um, I haven't put my teeth in this morning, uh, looks like a very, very interesting film. So that's good. So that's another one. Yeah. So um, next up, a film I'm sure Ross is maybe looking forward to, maybe dreading. Who knows? But apparently, it's not getting cinema release, which is Roadhouse, the remake with. Couldn't care um... less. I couldn't care less about it. I couldn't care less. Oh, but it could I be good. I don't have, have high expectations. It doesn't mean I won't see it, but it's not on my top five of, of the year. No. I, just, uh, look, I couldn't care. It like, hasn't like, got like, a cinema I, release. Really, it hasn't got... Well, it's an Apple film, isn't it? It's an Apple original. Uh, no, no. Amazon. I think it's Amazon. Amazon or Apple. Yeah, Amazon, it's Amazon or Apple. Gonna, and they said they're not going to give yeah. it a cinema release, which makes me think it's, it's probably not that good. Also, Doug Lyman directing, who is most... Is it, he's who I mostly like, but don't always like. Jake Gyllenhaal, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the, the, the little bit, the little bit of footage I've seen of a trade because they had that trailer for all their films, like the slate of films, just made. Yeah, it go, I haven't seen any of it. To be fair, sure, like sure, it doesn't look okay. Look, okay, let's start. Let's start afresh. I hope it's good. There you go. I hope it's good. Yeah, yeah. I think that's I think it, that's, that's a very I think that's a very very good way of saying it. You hope it's good. Yeah. Um, I have. I always hope every film's good. Uh, the next big film comes out March 29th. I'm a little bit, pun intended, cold on the trailer for this one. Um, but again, you know, open heart, Ghostbusters, Frozen Empire. It's bringing back oh, all the remaining Ghostbusters. I'm, I'm uh, just the title is making me worried. The title's horrid, isn't it? The title's really, really bad. But the title Annie like, Potts the title is coming back. Like an, I have that's exciting. Like that's exciting. <laughs> I, I have. I, I can't put it on any lists at the moment. No, I can't either. I, again, it, look, again, I hope it's good. I just, I'm not. I'm like oh, the last one was good. I mean, I'm, I'm, it, I'm was, it, again, not great. it was not great. Not not great, but it was <laughs> not great. Uh, next up, March seventeen. Uh, March in March, uh, Mickey seventeen, um, which is the sequel to uh, the follow up from Bong Joon Hoon Ho's. Uh, you know, his follow up to Parasite. So, let's be honest. It should be interesting. Um, and it's got Robert so Patterson, good. who's... Is that a game? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Robert Patterson, Mark Ruffalo, Tony Collette, like a really great cast. And, and a great filmmaker bit, like, who made a great film. He is, he is. You know, he's made a bunch of great films, but I'm just a bit like... Uh... Why? What about it, knowing it's, because, it's, because a, it's not because, an Oscar-winning because... filmmaker with, yeah, a, just, with a really strong cast? It's just not on my list. No, no. Hey, I'm not asking for everything to be on your list. Um, next up is a film I'm pretty sure isn't going to be on either of our list. Um, Godzilla, X Kong, The New Empire. No, no. <laughs> no, no. Well, we said no, it before. No. Like, 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 like the best we can hope for is that it is fun. Because Godzilla versus Kong, I genuinely thought was fun. Yeah. I, I, can, I can't say I can't say anything more than that. I, I no, I had a good. I've never seen it again. I thought that was hilarious. Like. 
it had the spirit of like the big men fighting. I liked they had yeah. like, the spirit of big men fighting in suits, but it was CGI. I thought they did that actually really well. The human characters were completely irrelevant. But um, and, and it was whatever. No, but, but what I mean is that was that was it. That, no, but, but that was no, it. Like, no, no, no. But I'm saying, but there's a huge elephant in the room here, and that is Godzilla minus one, which is no, I know. You let's can't, be honest. I know, really, I mean, I'm not comparing the two, though. I'm not comparing the no, two. No, no, no. I just but, have to. I just have to go. Ugh, you know. It. This has got my. This has got the the March CGI wank fest slot. Like yeah, you know, when Jurassic World came out in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom came out in this slot, I think, and then like you always get the the first big blockbuster of the year that comes out. It's yeah. like a bundle of CGI, zero story actors yeah. that just don't need to be there. I've got no interest in this film at all. Clearly, I'll see it. But um, next up is a is oh, possibly one of the one of the most frustrating filmmakers out there. Um, who's every one of his films I should absolutely love, but I have yet to love one of his films except a specific film he wrote, which is Alex Garland and Civil War. Now, again, this looks I interesting, I but after Ex Machina, which I thought was overrated. Annihilation, which I thought was fucking toilet. It was awful. And it was men. awful. People so I still see people rave about uh, <laughs> Annihilation. Annihilation. The CGI like, crocodile, the, mate. The conversation about men has gone. Like that, that film was absolutely awful. Men awful. was bad. Men was bad. It was awful. Awful. But so again, I don't, get, I don't get it. Civil War could be interesting. But isn't it it's, also it's like got an interesting story? Isn't it, isn't it also hugely long? Oh, please tell me that's not true. I'm sure it's like an absurd running time. I, oh no, I, my, my, no, 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 my mistake. My mistake. It's one hour fifty. My mistake. Oh, I just seem to call someone saying it was I seem to call someone saying it was a lot longer than that. I'll it take looks, that. It looks absolutely couldn't give a shit about it. Except yeah. for except for Jesse Plevins and Kirsten Dunster in it. And and look, let's be honest, um, couple in real life, so they could That's be, what I mean. Could... That's what I mean. And they were yeah. great in Fargo. They're great in Fargo together. So, um, uh, so know, that? Okay. May the 3rd, uh, and these are American release dates, by the way, so UK release yeah, dates yeah, may differ. Yeah. A film I had no idea they were making. Um, it's not on my list, but it's brought only just outside my list because The Fall Guy looks genuinely entertaining. Yeah, The Fall Guy's on my list as well. With a caveat of it's by the guy that did John Wick and the Tommy Blonde, two films that I'm not a fan of. <laughs> no, no I'm, I'm mostly just scared of, about the storytelling. Because I, yeah. I don't think he can tell stories, but the trailer is genuinely good. The trailer and, is, and yeah. and and let's be honest, promising. Gosling looks great. Um, his chemistry with Emily Blunt looks great, and it's base. And and as long as they work in a way to get the full guy theme in from the TV show, yes, I'm that better fucking be in all in. Yeah, that be- and also, can I just say one of the films that I truly believe that Rock isn't in? Because you remember the Rock was going to be in it for quite a long time. You hate I'm the Rock. genuinely really. I, I, don't, it's, I don't hate The Rock, but I'm glad The Rock is not playing cult Stevens. No, and he shouldn't be because The Rock, yeah. the, the cock, like a stuntman is someone that blends in to the film. Correct. Right? Correct. Like Correct. not someone that stands out from the film. Yes, fucking yes. Apparently Lee Majors does have a cameo in this film. Fantastic. Because if he didn't, Fantastic. it would be an absolute nice. crime. That's, that's it's an hour and 50 minutes as well, Ross. Yep, exactly. So it's yeah. it's not like a four hour film. No. Superb, good. Up uh, next up, um, Back to Black, the biopic of Amy Winehouse, which I think looks really like like I haven't seen much from it, but what I have seen is um the the, the woman from from the TV show industry that they've cast as Amy Winehouse, uh, Marissa right. Abella, I think her name is. Like yeah. she scarily looks like Amy Winehouse, um, yeah. and yeah. like. I think this could be uh, like Eddie Marsden, like yeah, I saw Jack O'Connell, yes, like Leslie yeah, Manville, who I yeah. Leslie so I, I produced by Mark Ronson as well. So this is oh, looking really by, interesting. Uh, directed by Aaron Taylor Johnson's wife, Sam Taylor. Oh, okay. So <clears throat> I think this could be. I think this could be really interesting. And look, like yeah, if nothing good, else, yeah. what a fucking interesting story to tell, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, the although, documentary although, about her. Well, is heartbreaking. I was going to say. I was going to say, can they do a better job than Amy? Because <laughs> Amy was incredible. I, Amy's Amy one of those things incredible. that you watch and you just kind of go, oh, it was incredible. Oh, so good. Yeah, incredible. Um, 
So, <laughs> I'm not going to make this mistake again, Ross. Uh, there's a film on coming out in May uh, called Furiosa and Mad Max Saga. I'm not going to make the mistake of, of not backing this one because the last time I did that, I looked rather stupid. I have so, to say, the thing, the, thing really that scared me for a, the thing that scared me for a moment, a couple of things scared me for a moment, was that it's Anya Taylor-Joy, not uh, Charlize Theron, and you've got Chris Hemsworth, who I thought, I thought Chris Hemsworth was going to be Max, and he isn't, which is good. And Anya Taylor-Joy is fantastic. So, so because I was a bit worried about the whole, I, obviously Charlize was so good in the in Fury Road. Yes. But Anya Taylor-Joy is brilliant. And I'm glad, that, I don't know how to explain it, I'm glad Hemsworth isn't playing Max. 100%. I don't know why that matters. I don't know why it matters, because I like Isn't it. Because it doesn't need Mad Max. Yeah, that's, that's why it matters. Yeah, but yeah, if I was going to yeah. cast anyone as Mad Max, Hemsworth um, would one hundred percent be the right person. Weirdly, um, I'm just glad he isn't. I'm just glad he isn't. No, I think, I think this. Look, my biggest criticism of um, Fury Road, and it still stands, is Fury Road was not a Mad Max film. Right, I understand that. Like it doesn't like feel my, like it doesn't feel like the other films. Yeah. No, it, it, it doesn't feel like the other films. And also, Max is sidelined for quite a big chunk of it. Um, and, like, he is possibly the least interesting character in it. So, yeah. for me, I think they've already made Furiosa a Mad Max saga, weirdly. Um, to me, this is like Furiosa, the prequel, a Mad Max saga. Because I think, right. I was thinking I mean, of Mad Max Fury Road as, <clears throat> as, as the prequel, as, as basically Furiosa anyway. But, look, it's the thing I like about... Um, George Miller, regardless of, of of your thoughts on Mad Max Fury Road, the one thing I did come out of that film saying was the fucking visuals and the yes. the practical stump work off the hook. Um, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. I've always been cold on this franchise. I'm I've excited. liked some more than others, but that's the one that's on my list. Just because because I've loved all of them. I'm a little bit worried about the fact that the director's not done too much beforehand. But I um I've always found I found all the other three. To always be emotionally resonant, like, and yes. I, I typically believed, typically mostly believed that all the CGI characters are actually there, which is rare, <laughs> you know. So I'm excited. It's on my list because I'm like, I am worried a little bit, you know, because of how these yeah. things can go. But, I, I, but I am sort of excited. My issue with with 2017's War of the Planet of the Apes was there was no War of the Planet of the Apes. There was a a skirmish. The titles, of the... Are, the, titles are, the titles are wrong. But the film's yeah. good. Yeah, the War of the Planet of the Apes set up a war for the Planet of the Apes, and it was a war for the small corner of San Francisco that has apes in it. And you're like, sure. mm, not really what I signed up for. But yeah, look, they're all always competently made, and, and there's always bits and pieces. Um, Hitman, um, starring Glenn Powell uh, in a Richard Linklater story. Could, could be interesting. About a tech nerd who helps police record undercover sting operations. Um, when a colleague who's supposed to impersonate a professional killer can't play the part, he's forced to step in and immediately falls for the client. Um, you know, Richard Linklater's interesting filmmaker. Glenn Powell's a, a yeah. good actor. Um, let's hope that they are interesting. Um, I'm guessing um, Ballerina uh, is not a film that's on your list. Couldn't care less. Even though I like her a lot. I like her loads. I just don't care. Uh, definitely, I can say with my hand on my heart, this film will not be troubling either of our lists, but definitely troubles my, yeah, I can quite happily not bother with this. Uh, Bad Boys 4, which should have been the title of Bad Boys 3, it should have been uh, Bad Boys for Life. Yeah, <laughs> I just saw weird and wrong. What are you going to do when they come for you? Oh, also, the other thing reason I'm not bothered about Ballerina is it's directed by Len Wiseman. Truly, an inept filmmaker. If I've ever, yeah. if I've ever watched one, um, yeah. so we can move on from Bad Boys Four. Uh, the Bike Riders looks really interesting. Um, about a kind of a yeah. Chicago motorcycle gang, right? Like again, not my list, but definitely one of the the films this year that I'm kind of like. Well, Austin, Ooh. Austin Butler, Austin Butler as well. Uh, Austin Butler, and hey, you got to love a bit of Austin Butler. He's um, yeah, yeah. Jody Coma, Mike. Mike Shan Michael Shannon's in it, Boyd Holbrook, Bone Nat. Yeah, and directed by Jeff Norman, Re Norman Reedus is in it. Of course it is. It's about bikes. I, um, I know, but you know, fair enough. 
and uh, yeah, directed by uh, directed by Jeff, uh, Nichols. Jeff Nichols, who's uh, yeah. an interesting filmmaker as well. Uh, so yeah. you know, yeah. he, he directed um, Take Midnight Shelter Special, and Midnight Take Special, Shelter, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mud, which yeah, is a no, great it's film. A, it's a it's a good uh, yeah, it's a potentially good pedigree, you know. I'm not looking forward to the uh, back-to-back uh, two-in-a-year Horizon uh, Kevin Costner Western movie, so I'm going to skip past oh, them unless you've got a... Saw, yeah, I, no, I saw that. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Uh, a Quiet Place, day one. I mean, they yes, are one of the I'm most... I'm interested. I'm interested. It's one of the most, um, I would say, um, consistent franchises um, yeah. that I've that I've seen for a long time. Isn't, so, it Killian, you know, isn't, isn't Killian Murphy in it, I think? Uh, I feel like Killian Murphy. Question: I don't know. Um, you could well be right. Also, wasn't it supposed to come out about two years ago? Uh, I I think it was hit by. I think it was hit by a combination of COVID and um, strikes and stuff. But yeah, I know someone that worked on it a long, long fucking time ago. A good couple of years. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those films that. But hey, look, I'd rather a film came out when it was ready. Um, sure. Oh yeah, no, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. I'm just just uh, wondering. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, I think we're going to be saying that a, a lot about films for for this year. Uh, I'm really fucking unsure about this um, because let's be honest, there is only one great Beverly Hills Cop movie. Yeah, I don't care. About and it's Beverly Hills Cop two. I, I would. <laughs> no, it's Beverly Hills I, Cop. I, I, clearly, I would, I would. I would care about it, but I don't care about it. There's something about I, it. I'm just, I'll like, watch it. It sounds, but, it sounds very, it all feels very reluctant. Yeah, and like, reluctant. like the trailer, everyone looks like that they've been kidnapped. Yeah. <laughs> like, you watch also, the trailer and also like... They're calling it, also, they're calling it Beverly Hills Cop Axel F. Like, yeah, like what? Yeah. Why is it yeah, Axel? Why is it? Like, <laughs> I know why, title, I know why, it? but it's, but it's, yeah. Um, and, yeah. and Eddie Murphy just looks and the a bit weird. Made, and the director's made no films. You know, do you know that? The director's made some shorts. He's made no features at all. Which really and, troubles me. And more troubling than anything, it's a Netflix action movie, which we know how that goes. Um yeah. Twisters. Um, fuck it. Whatever. I'm sure it'll be fun. Um Twisters. <laughs> Is it a sequel to Twister? Twister? Yeah, with Glenn really? Powell. Glenn Are Powell, you Daisy. Serious? Yes. Glenn Powell, Daisy Edgar Jones, Anthony Ramos. Um, what and a few fuck others. What is going on? It, what? And it's directed by the director of Minari, which is it's fucking cool. insane. He's done The Mandalorian as well, I think. Yeah. If I remember. Twisters, mate. Um, it's it's like, I never loved the first film when it first came out. I liked, I've got I liked such it enough. affection for I liked it now. It. I liked oh, no, it. Now I, I love it. Bill Paxton. Now yeah, I've got Bill a lot of affection Paxton. for it. But yeah. um, I hope they find a way oh. to work in Bill Paxton, like just to, like a oh, CGI something in the background um but yeah fuck it twisters you know it'll be dumb as shit but i'm I, i'm down for it deadpool 3 yeah we've liked both yeah. deadpool movies we've loved both deadpool movies actually well, i've loved both deadpool movies i don't love the second one but it's fine i actually watched the first one again the other day and i really do love that film and then the second one has some good stuff in it but again it's one of the chad the fucking i loved John it a lot directors. more than you um, I, I still, I, also, know, I still, I still enjoy, I enjoyed it, but there's no story. Almost Jackman, no story. Jackman looks phenomenal in the uh, yeah. in the yellow yeah. Wolverine outfit, and it's but also it's got, got Jennifer Garner. You know, it's directed by Sean Levy, who did Real Steel, which I like a lot. So there's a yeah. good director there. Um, so and also Jennifer awesome. Garner is going to be coming back as Electra. That's kind of interesting. It's that's so funny, cool. right? That's, that's, like, that's potentially really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what they're doing is they're basically taking the piss out of it. And it's the only Marvel film yeah. of the year, so I'll take that. Um, yeah. So, uh, film adaptation of Borderlands. Um, unfortunately, um, Eli Roth. It's Eli, Eli Roth. Roth. So, I'm yeah. slightly less excited about that. Alien Romulus, which I've not heard yeah. a fucking thing about, but Fede yeah. uh, Alvarez is a, yes. a really interesting filmmaker. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And I'm super interested in any Aliens films, right? Like any good, proper Alien films that aren't Prometheus, right? Or, or Alien Covenant. Aren't Ridley Scott anymore. Aren't Ridley Scott. Anymore. That's what I'm. That's what I'm after. That's the word mm. I was looking for. Fede yes. Alvarez doing Alien. I mean, the yes. most interesting Alien movie. I really wanted to see Neil Blomkamp, although I don't like him as a director. 
No, um, I, I want to see Neil Blomkamp's yeah. like Alien that ignores Alien Three, even though yeah. I love love, and I use this term very strongly because I know how much it annoys people. I love Alien Three. Sure. Um, it was the Alien film I watched the most growing up. Weirdly, um, I love Alien Three, but a film that kind of just took out that, that properly followed up from Aliens would have been really interesting with like like Michael Bean coming sure. back. Sure, I live yeah, for that sure. shit. So yeah, look, let's yeah, see what yeah. he does. I'm um, Craven the Hunter. Let's just skip past that one. Yeah. yeah. Beetlejuice two. I'm nervous about. I, I mean, I don't remember. But the I want to see it. I don't remember the last Tim Burton film I liked. It's but been a, it's been a Batman Returns buried. maybe. Martin no, I don't, I don't, Batman Returns. You silly. What's um, <laughs> Sleepy Hollow. Maybe Sleepy Hollow. I don't remember. Tim Burton. Let's have a look at the last good Tim Burton film. Um, I mean, obviously, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, Charlie and Chocolate Factory was all right. Like, it's not great though. It's all right. It, it, it wasn't. Good. It wasn't great, but. Like, let's have a look at what Tim Burton has directed feature-wise. Um, so, um, he's not done much over the last 10 years. Like, Dumbo was a hot mess. Mrs. Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children was yeah. crap. Big Eyes yeah. was 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 not that great. Um, Frank and Weenie was a good film. I like Frank and Weenie. Dark okay. Shadows was fucking appalling. Alice in Wonderland wasn't great. Sweeney Todd is the last highly rated Tim Burton movie. And I gave that a 9 out of 10. I, don't I think really like that. I don't think I've seen it. I don't think I've seen um, it. And then, then like, Mars Attacks um, and Ed Wood. I love Mars 1994. Attacks. Oh, Ed Wood. Ed Wood. Yeah, Ed Wood. Yeah. But, yeah, he, he can be a little bit, um, what's the word I would use? Well, um, Ed Wood was just under 30 years ago. Yeah, I know, right? But, uh, yeah, look, look. But Jen Ortega, Michael Keaton, Catherine sure. O'Hara coming back. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm interested in that. So, um, next up. And again on my list is Joker Folly Adieu. Yeah. yeah the first one also was runs. genuinely phenomenal. Yes. It's, um, in my, it's in my also man. It's a musical, isn't it, as well? So yeah. And I, I love the fact that they're like, like you've got like fucking batshit mental um, casting of uh, Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. And she can that act, makes right? Sense. She's got acting jobs. It makes, it, it, make, it makes sense given that it's a musical as well. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely on my list. Maxine, um, which I think you're going to be really looking forward to, possibly a little bit more than me, but um, I think that could be pretty interesting. Maxine? Yeah, the sequel to X and Pearl. Oh, yes, of course I am. For some reason, that wasn't on, that would have been on my list. It's not on my... Um, it wasn't on, on the website I looked at the films coming out. I didn't see it um, come up. Yes, I'm very I, much looking forward to that. Yeah, I think it's... Look, like... I didn't love Pearl as much as everyone else in the entire universe seemed to. Um, but I did really, really like Pearl. Um, sorry. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. What was the first one? No. X. Uh, X. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> I liked X a lot. I didn't like Pearl as much. But Maxine is, is going to be interesting. And Mia Goth is just one of those people are, are watching almost anything. She's just She's so amazing. weird. Yeah. Uh, no one is asking for Venom 3, literally no one, but we're getting no. it anyway. I'll watch it. <laughs> I, I don't think we are getting it, though. There's no way Venom 3 is coming out this year. I didn't even think I they've started think filming it. Yeah. Yeah, it just says um, untitled Venom. So you know Judo Temple's in it, though. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, another film that no one is asking for, Gladiator 2. No, I couldn't care less. <laughs> if anyone says oh. to me, if anyone says, I'm so tired of saying I couldn't care less. Like, like... <sighs> Like who cares about Gladiator Two? Like who cares about it? Like I don't genuinely. Who cares? Who cares? Denzel's in it. Who cares? Pedro Pascal. Yeah. In it. Who cares? I know. Matt Lucas I'm, I'm... is in it. Who cares? <laughs> like what? By the way, Peter Mensah is in it. That's interesting. From um, Spartacus. Look, there you go. That's interesting like, to me slightly. Look, if it's um, it's written by the guy who wrote Napoleon, which has had terrible reviews. So well done, everyone. Um. Like Ridley Scott's such an um such a 
like weird director for me. Uh, Wicked, which I'm sure some people will be excited about. Um, uh, Mustafa, The Lion King, which I'm sure some people will be excited about. Mm -hmm. And then the year ends with Nosferatu, which I'm sure some people will be excited about. Um, it's Robert Eggers, right? So like, like I've not seen The Lighthouse or The Vavavavich. I would like to, I would like, Vavavich is good. Like the Nosferatu film does interest me. It interests me. Is that, wait, is that all of them you said? And that's it. That's all the big ones. So anything no, that's on that no, list no, that no, you've no, missed out. No, the, the... There is a few. There is a few. There's a few other big ones. There's um, Paddington in Peru. Oh yes, good, good shout. Yeah, that, that should be interesting. Uh, and uh, and we mentioned we touched on it earlier uh, last week. Uh, Transformers One, which could. Be oh yes, Transformers One. Moment. That could. I be wasn't expecting Rolling Stone to to pick up on Transformers One. To be honest, but it's still big. It's a big franchise. Yeah, but I think the animated version, when it's not a Hollywood movie, is is like it's people tend to overlook true. that kind of stuff. Great um, cost, was, Yeah, yeah, no, no. Hey, look, I think it's going to be really interesting. So is there anything else that was on, on that list that wasn't on your list? Or um, on your list that wasn't did, on that did, list? Did we say did we say Argyle? I don't know if you mentioned Argyle. Yes, we mentioned Argyle right at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, okay, fair so, enough. So my five it. that I'm... Sorry? No, sorry, I was just checking that was... That yeah. was so my five that I'm looking forward to, really looking forward to, just yeah. to wrap it up, and then you do, you can do yours, is June oh, 2. Well, there is one. There is one. There is one you haven't mentioned. Go on. Unless I'm going, unless I thought, did you mention Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare? No. I don't, no, I'm really looking forward to that one. The guy uh, Richie, really. Ministry of Un... Yeah. Yeah, again, look, it's it's a list for Rolling Stone. They pick fifty films, so like, yeah, but it's like Guy Ritchie and Henry Cavill, Alan Richardson, so looks yeah, great. but they're clearly going to miss out a lot of them. I can't pick everyone. Um, but yeah, look, I think I think again, I think that will be interesting. I like Guy Ritchie. Like the Gentleman was a fun film. You know, he I think this from... is going to be. Uh, I feel like this is going to be a zinger. I mean, the cast on it is fantastic, uh, and it sounds. I just like the title. It's got that kind yeah. of like quite sort of mysterious title. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I agree. I'm, I'm quite looking forward to that one. Um, so my five wrapping <clears> up: <throat> uh, Dune Two, Furiosa, Driveway Dolls, A Quiet Place, Day One, and Joker, Follet a Deer. Uh, and the film I'm definitely not looking forward to this year is Bad Boys Four. Uh, what was your five, Ross, to wrap up? So yeah, so Dune Two, Fall Guy, Furiosa, uh, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, and Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. Nice, Ross. Where mm. can people find out a bit more about you? Uh at Ross Boyask and all the social things at Evo Films UK to follow uh, Evo Street Films and at Vengeance Film UK to follow uh, the action film franchise that I write and direct and stuff. And stuff. And hopefully more news and soon stuff. on Ross's mm. uh, future projects. He doesn't, uh, <laughs> listeners, he doesn't even tell me. So, like, like, don't worry about it. I don't even get to find out till you find out. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, there's, uh, you know, there's, um, no secret here. I don't know either. So uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, and you can find out more uh, about us at www.rossandfieldtalkmovies.co.uk uh, uh, and I'm on all the socials and everything else. And I'm sure we will be back to normal next time out and we'll be talking about more and more films. Ross would have seen a few more Bond films. I probably would have seen some shite um <laughs> like film um but also i do have one film i'm super excited about um that to what i'm gonna watch between this one and the next one and that is going to be are you ready ross are you ready mm -hmm. um it's yeah. gonna be was it deadly cheerleader mum is that the time oh yes i do want to watch that i do want to deadly watch that, yeah. cheerleader mum of course it wow. is a doug campbell uh classic so um and we'll have more news on our doug campbell interview in due course so uh ross thanks for joining me uh as always uh this has been ross and phil talk movies and we'll catch you next time bye bye cheerio tatty bye <laughs>